This is episode 178 of the Beyond the Food Show, and today we talk to Dr. Louise Schwartz-Walter in part two of the Holistic Health series about the spiritual body. Do you wonder what the heck spirituality has to do with your relationship to food and body? If so, stay tuned. My name is Stephanie Dodier, clinical nutritionist, and my first diet was at 14 years old, and my last one, 38 years old. Here's what I now know. It's not about what we eat, or how we eat, or when we eat. It's about why we urge to eat. And the longer we hold on to the idea that tinness will bring us happiness and confidence, the further we get from that exact goal. The solution? Going beyond the food, mindset over strategy, ditching dieting, eating intuitively, and learning to accept our body as is today without having to lose anything. So how do we make peace with food in our body? As a top 25 alternative health podcast in the world, this is the Going to Beyond the Food Show. Ladies, welcome back. Stephanie here, and today... We are going to talk about spirituality. And this is the second part of a four-part series on the four layers of the human person, which is the model of holistic health that we adopt in the Going to Beyond the Food method. And today we talk about the spiritual body, and it is the most misunderstood aspect of being a human that we encounter as we enroll new student in our program. Because there is a misunderstanding in society about the difference between spirituality and religion. So let's get that out of the way first. Religion is a set of texts practices belief about the transcendent shared by a community and involves a relationship with a god, God, the God, Jesus, Buddha, Mohammed. These practices, these belief are in around one line of belief around one God most of the time. Spirituality, on the other hand, is about a person relationship with the transcendent question that confront us as human being. This may or may not involve a relationship with God. So think of spirituality in your personal relationship with God, a higher power, the universe, where religion is a set of practices, belief, prayers, whatever, around one singular God. I hope I make sense. If that is very sticky to you and you still don't feel comfortable talking about spirituality because you are in a particular organized religion, right? I would invite you to go read an essay that one of our graduated student has done. She's been on the podcast before. Her name is Susan. 
I've linked it in the show notes. So stephaniedoza.com slash 178. And she is a well-educated woman in the field of religion. That's her individual passion. So she was able to link spirituality to going to beyond the food method, religion, and how this can all come together without interfering with one another. But one thing is for sure that you have a particular belief in a God or a religion, or that you don't because you consider yourself to be atheists, you still have a spiritual body. You still have this connection with the higher power, that force of life, that soul, that spirit inside of you. It may not be structured around the religion, and that's okay, but it's still there. And I want to share with you a story of one of our students that came into the Going to Beyond the Food Academy, in particular in this program, where she, when we got to that body, to how to interact with our spiritual body, she raised her hand and said, I don't have any belief. I don't believe in anything. I'm atheist and I don't see how that helps me and I don't want to do anything about it. And my question to her was, okay, which is totally fine, but how are you going to go from a place of dieting to be at peace with food and tap into intuitive eating to then know what you should eat, how much you should eat, tapping into your hunger, the whole model of intuitive eating. And she says, well, I'm just going to learn intuitive eating. I'm like, hmm, problem with intuitive eating it relies on your intuition, right? This bodily form of higher wisdom that we all have inside of us. That's where the name intuitive eating comes from, right? Tapping into our introceptive signal, our higher wisdom to know what we should eat, what the quote normal eater do. And I said, so if you don't interact with your intuition, which by the way, intuition is within the spiritual body. When you look at the four layers of the human body in the holistic model, intuition reside within the spiritual body. So how can we learn to eat intuitively if we're not, we as a group collectively, willing to look within our spiritual body and fuel that and heal that part of ourselves? And if you're sitting out there right now wondering why you are challenged with tapping into your own cues, your own intuition to know what to eat or how to engage with your body, yet you deny the spiritual aspect of yourself, that could be very well be where the answer to your current challenges are. So it's something that we're not comfortable to talk about as a society because it has over the last numbers of years, taking a very political aspect. So I want to invite you in this episode today with Dr. Louise Schwartz-Walter to open your mind, listen at least to the conversation. Dr. Schwartz-Walter has been teaching the model of holistic health and spirituality for a wide numbers of years. She's a naturopath. She's a biofeedback expert. She does trauma release work, NLP, and energy work. Uh, She owns a clinic that's centered around the holistic model of health. And she has her own method to access the spiritual body. And that's what we'll talk about today. 
I invite you to at least listen to the conversation and by all means, reach out to me via social media, email, and let's have a further conversation if you're still struggling with it. If you're not, if you're already practicing a form of spirituality and you're connected with your intuition and higher power, you're going to love this interview and you're probably going to fall in love with Dr. Schultz Walther. She's got a set of exercises for you. She calls them Mind Jam. So I really invite you to go and download the package that she did for you guys to go and download it and to do some of those exercises to help you further enhance that relationship with spirituality. So let's go discover what the spiritual body can do with your relationship to food and body. Welcome to the show, Dr. Louise Saltwater. Oh, it's so awesome to be with you here, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very pleased. And I pronounced your name right. I'm so proud. Yes, you did really well. <laughs> the French in me just keep creeping up and I just, I practice and practice before the interview and I finally got it. So I'm proud of myself. So I'm going to call you Dr. Louise to make it easy. So Perfect. Dr. Louise is going to be our expert for this month in the spiritual body. And we're going to dive right in because for many listener, the spiritual body of the human being is something that they haven't explored. They don't have a lot of knowledge on. So I want to jump right in and talk about what the heck is the spiritual body? <laughs> <laughs> good, good question. Good question. You know, when I think of our spiritual body, I think of it, it is, it's our connection to a higher power. So it is just basically very simply that it could be a different higher power for everyone. You know, I kind of say, you know, God, Jesus, Buddha, whatever you believe in, it's that connection. And when I actually muscle test people or figure out how much of their spiritual body is connected to their health piece, it's 100%. Hmm. That's huge. It's huge. We are spiritual beings before we're physical beings. So we're, we're a soul with a body, not a body with a soul. That is profound. I know. Isn't that so cool? Because that's not what we're told. So for many of us listening right now, we're coming from the world of hardcore dieting or overeating and binging behavior and then dieting cycle. And all we're told is that we are a physical body that needs to lose weight that is too big, needs to lose weight, we need to control our behavior. And what you're saying here is we're not a physical body. That's pretty profound. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So here's me out on this. So it's our connection with our higher power. What if I don't have a religion? What is my spiritual body then? Good question. Um, I, I believe that everyone has, and it's not about religion, Okay, because religion is the practice of going to a place, to a church, to a community. That's not your spiritual connection. Your spiritual connection is something you sort of feel inside. You feel in your heart. You just sort of have an inner knowing, if you will. Um, and it, it comes to you in those times when we're super stressful and you have to find a way to get yourself back to peace. So it's like we actually learn more through our strife and our struggle than we do when things are running smoothly, right? When things are running smoothly. So, so for example, um, I'm here with you today because 
I got into healing the spiritual body, but I, of course, started with my physical body. You know, so I got sick myself. I was allergic to everything in the world. I had all those labels, MS, fibromyalgia. They didn't know what was wrong with me. Doctor hopped for years and did change my physical lifestyle, you know, protocol. So it was eating the organic foods. It was, you know, taking my supplements, being a good girl. I even moved to Taos, New Mexico from Chicago (laughs) and, you know, and did it all. And I still wasn't where I wanted to be. And so on my path of seeking, I, I worked on the mental body, the emotional body. And of course, Taos, New Mexico, if you've ever been there, it's mountains, it's 7,000 feet, it's beautiful. You see rainbows every day when it rains. It's gorgeous. And so it was my spiritual time, if you will, to connect with nature, connect with with my God, you know. And really what I learned was the power, the power of our spiritual connection and how much that is important in healing. And I wouldn't have gotten there had I not experienced it and gotten sick myself. So for people, I think this is a great explanation. And I think it is common to many of us. I went through the same thing as you, physical, mental, emotional. And then I landed into the spiritual realm because the rest of the stuff wasn't, quote, working, right? It's because Mm -hmm. I just wasn't working on the four bodies at the same time. Mm -hmm. So for people that are, this is their first time encountering the spiritual body, can you give us a couple of examples of how this spiritual body shows up in our like plain day to day life? Um, Yeah, let's see. So again, when you're really super stressed, and someone says something to you, and it brings you back to calm, and it brings you back to an inner peace, you're experiencing that connection. Mm. Okay, and then I think of, you know, how we feel when we're around puppy dogs, pets, or maybe children, and how it brings you back to what I call present time. And so your mind isn't racing, and you're not in that stressful place, you're not thinking about what you have to do the next moment, you're totally in present time. When you're in that present time, and you've surrendered, that's the connection. That's the connection. Meditation, people who meditate are working on that connection. Okay, yoga is working on that connection. When I look at our world today and how it's changed over the last 25 years, Stephanie, and I think how many people are really seeking that connection on a deeper level, I get so excited. Yes, you know, yes. And I want to say this will segue into the whole food behavior and how we engage with food. The spiritual body has a huge place to play on how we choose to engage with our food. Am I correct? Absolutely. I mean, you know how they say when you sit down, how many people do this though today? Sit down at the dining room table, not your computer, and pray and bless your food and ask it to nourish your body, mind, and spirit, if you will, and and really get the nutrients from your meal. Yeah. Right? We need to do that. I don't even do that all the time. I do eat in front of the computer. I will admit we're busy people today. Mm -hmm. We're not taking time to bless our food and help it to nourish, to nourish you. What I have found in our programs and with our students and in private practice as well is that sometimes we use food. Our food behavior are driven as a message for this lack of connection with our spiritual self. 
where we are kind of numbing or compensating this lack of connection Mm -hmm. through our food. Other people will be drugs, alcohol. We happen to have a common element, which is food. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because that's that trying to feel satisfied within kind of energy. And so you go to the refrigerator and you open it and you're looking and you don't see anything you want. And then you open the pantry and you go for the carbs. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you have that chocolate bar hidden in the cabinet. That looks really appealing right now. So it's when we're dissatisfied, disconnected, you know, that we're using food to sort of satisfy that you know, that lack, Mm -hmm. that lacking. So it's a good question for the listener. If there is not a conscious effort to connect with our spiritual body through whatever practice they choose to, the urge to eat food could simply be a message to reconnect or to seek to reconnect with our spiritual self. Absolutely. Absolutely. To slow down, reconnect and ask, you know, what is it? that I'm, you know, really lacking right now, or what am I frustrated about? You know, what do I need to, how can I shift this emotion, this energy, Mm -hmm. um, and to feel satisfied? You know, what is it that's going to bring me that, and that deeper connection? So yeah, you know, taking a walk, you know, meditating for a minute, praying can bring you back to that connection, and you won't go overeat. Right? Yes. And for me, in my personal journey, when I found that I had a spiritual body, number one, two, when I started to pursue connecting with that spiritual self, I found safety, I found fate, I found that I wasn't alone, which I always thought I was alone, it was me against the world. Where when I found spirituality, I found a safety and with that came less of a need to eat food because I was seeking safety in food when instead it was supposed to be found within my spiritual self. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So food is a crutch, just like any other addiction. Yes. And, you know, I remember listening to Deepak Chopra years ago when he came here to Albuquerque and I actually took notes on the back of my checkbook. You know, I was like, oh, I don't have anything to write with. What am I going to do? And I mean, I think I still have that somewhere. Anyway, what he said was addictions are a search for a spiritual path. That's profound. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. So you, I've looked up your website and I've looked up your information. So we all agree that the spiritual body brings a safety connection, but you also say that connection with our spiritual body will even increase or help you achieve your highest potential. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look at the people around us who are successful in their lives. And ask yourself the question, do they have a spiritual practice? Are they connected to to a God, again, higher power, whatever that is for them? You know, it's probably 100%. So it's a huge piece of the puzzle. And I recently started using kinesiology and muscle testing people and finding out percentages. I wanted to know the percentage of what their issue was, physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual. And I drew a pie chart. And I said, oh, it's 70% physical. This is nerve pain because, you know, you've got a pulled muscle in your leg. And, you know, it's from working out or whatever. And so, yeah, it's 70% physical. And then it was, you know, 30% emotional. Well, now that equals 100%. It was kind of interesting experiment because 
it always equaled over 100%. So the pie chart thing didn't always work completely, but what it did was give me an idea of how much each area of our life, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, was playing into the issue. And when I started testing people, spiritual was always 100%. Wow. And I went, oh, wow, I did. I went, oh, wow, too. Huh. So aligning ourselves with our spiritual body is like essential, way beyond food, way beyond what we eat or how much we exercise. Yeah. Because you can fast and drink water for days. Now, I'm not suggesting that, but you, you know, you certainly can fast and drink water for days and nothing else and pray and be with spirit and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You know, so yes, our spiritual, you know, the spiritual connection, but it's the whole person. So I like what you do, Stephanie, because I know you and I relate on this level is that what we found through our own healing path is you have to do things physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, but together. So just like you, I went over here to my chiropractor, my nutritionist, then I went over here to my spiritual guru, and I went over here to this person, and I was trying to put all the pieces of the puzzle together, but what I found is, is I created a system then that said, you know, when I work on body, so my system is the brain system, brain is an acronym that stands for body, B is body, R is releasing, releasing the old baggage, Releasing the ancestral programs that don't serve you anymore. Releasing the past traumas. A is aligning with spirit. I is integrating it all. And N is putting in the new program. So the new program is, okay, we took out all the baggage and all the stuff. We're starting to change the mindset piece. So this is beyond mindset. I love that entrepreneurs are using mindset. We've got to use mindset with our food, with our you know eating, with our lifestyle changes. Absolutely. But the thing that we're doing is we're not putting in the new program, how you want to show up now. So the new program is what do you want to have change or be different going forward? Let's take out all the old, but let's put the new program in. It's like, it's like upgrading your energy field or your bio computer. You have like a, your brain is like a computer and you have like a field around it. It's upgrading your bio computer to Windows 12 or a Mac Pro. Hmm. I've got so many questions. I've took a lot of notes in what you just said. So Okay, okay. (laughs) Can I start breaking it down? A couple of questions here. You talked about energy field. Yes. So for people that have been a little bit on the spiritual journey, they may start connecting to energy medicine, right? Healing our energy. Is that what you're referring to when you talk about the energy field? Yes. I find that we all have a certain vibration. Okay. Okay. And what happens is your energy, we are all connected energetically. And you have a field of energy around you. And that energy mixes. So like we're on a call together. So our energy fields are meshing and mixing. It's like we're dancing. Okay. And so that happens in life with all the people around you. You know, if you go to the store, even you can pick up somebody else's energy in your field. So a great example would be you, you go to the store, let's say you go to Target and you're, you're, you buy some things and you're checking out at the register and the person who's checking you out is having kind of a grumpy day, kind of a bad day. And, you know, and you just want to get your stuff and get in your car and be on your merry way. 
Well, you walked in perfectly fine. You're happy to get into the store. Now you leave grumpy. Energetically, you actually picked up their grumpiness. That's amazing. You know, it's like attached to you. What I do is help people clear their fields, their energy fields, so that stuff doesn't stay attached. And when it's not attached to you, and you can be 100% your soul's truth, you can attract and do anything you want in your life. Because you're more you. You're you. Without that garbage in your field. How the heck do you do that? I know. It's a good question, huh? Um, (laughs) Is it with a magic wand? Like, how do you clear someone energy? Explain that to people that are like, what the heck is she talking about right now? Yeah, okay, so I'm going to explain it, and then I have to go in with the joke here just because it fits. I became Yoda, so I take people from the dark to the light. So I actually have a wand underneath my desk here. It is a laser, so I have have a lightsaber. So, yes, if you come into my office, I definitely can wave the lightsaber around, and poof, you leave differently. (laughs) (laughs) But beside that, beside the joking part there... Yes, I figured out how to connect the brain and the soul. Mm. So, so it's a process that I call brain soul balancing. And I, I, I'm using um, intuition and I'm looking at those places in your life that are pulling you away from your truth or whatever your intention or goal is. So let's just say this is being content, happy, and satisfied. And we put that in a box. And I use muscle testing, and I figure out who or what is pulling you away from having that. And I draw strings from the box. And so maybe there's three strings. And so even people listening might even feel this. So if we put contentness and happiness in the box, and I say, okay, is this first string, is this a male or a female? It's a female. Is it someone in the field? Yes. Is it somebody affecting Stephanie? Yes. Is it a client? Yes. Do we need to know the name? No. So one, two, three. I do it by the power of the spoken word. So it's the words. Mm -hmm. And so it's the truth. And so if this in the energy and I have word lists. And so the word is shame. Unprotected. And wounded. So there's someone in your energy field that has shame, unprotected and wounded. Now, and, and it doesn't even matter who it is, but we can clear it. We can say, was that? energy of that person or situation could be situation too was that a liar a thief or a fraud on you being content and happy and i got fraud (laughs) and then i said what did it do did it kill steal or destroy something it destroyed what did it destroy it destroyed your freedom your energy your acceptance and your safety so that means i reclaimed freedom energy, acceptance, and safety. It's like we took that back. So when you do that and you do the layers of that with people, you're releasing the trauma that got stuck in their brain and in their soul, in their energy field soul, if you will, and it helps them come back to their truth. And when you're 100% your truth, you don't have this extraneous stuff that's on a very subtle subconscious level, if you will, pulling you away from your goals, your intentions, what you want to create in your life. And you get, you'll have 10x the energy. You'll have 10x the accomplishments. So like people who work closely with me, so Charlotte came in with genetic depression. I said, let's clear that. We cleared it in one session. That's gone. 
Then we worked on peeling the layers off using connection from brain and soul spiritual work. It's all intuitive work. And, you know, she writes three books. Wow. And is learning the brain system and is working as a veterinarian and an acupuncturist and, you know, is accomplishing all these things in her life because now she's clear. She doesn't have all that baggage and she can be her, her soul's truth. So the spiritual connection to your food, to your lifestyle, to yourself, to the people around you is it. It's it. But we have to clear it at the brain soul level. That's pretty phenomenal. So what you're saying is it's like releasing the baggage or the ball and chain that we've been carrying around mm -hmm. that is slowing us down. Absolutely. Absolutely. In, in a subtle, non-touchable stuff. So I want to make an analogy for people. We believe or society wants us to believe that to be happy and free, we need to release the fat on our body. We need to lose the weight. Mm -hmm. What we are proposing here is that what is even more important than releasing the fat on the body, it's actually releasing that baggage, that spiritual energy baggage that slows you way more down than the fat on your body. Is that analogy correct? Yes, because usually when you do that, If your goal is to release the fat on your body, it's going to fall off easier. Because the fat on your body is there to protect you from the fear you're constantly feeling because you are not aligned. Yes. Spiritually. Yes. And so if I'm going to hold a pen up, okay. up and down, okay, so it's like to the ceiling, to the floor, and the top is faith, mm -hmm. the bottom is fear. Okay. You can't be halfway. Mm. We're either in faith or we're in fear. So my example would be monks, spiritual leaders, people very connected, if you will, they stay in faith more often. They're human. So they're still going to have a bad day. They're going to get sick. They're going to have the flu. They're going to go to fear. The difference is they don't stay there. They move back into a, their power of faith. And when we're in that faith, then again, you can do anything. And we call that, so when I teach about food for people mm -hmm. that are my student, I say, do you make a choice from a place of love or from a place of fear? Right. So that's the same analogy that you've used, love equaling faith. Yes. Right intuitive eating for all of those that are practicing intuitive eating when you practice eating intuitively you practice your fate your love instead of dieting and following rules from a place of fear of course yeah so that's where the spiritual component comes in when you're also looking at you know body right lifestyle and mental emotional and spiritual so let's dig a little bit further another segment and most of the people here have body image issue right shame mm -hmm. guilt feeling mm -hmm. not good enough feeling that even if they're size example 10 they mm -hmm. still feel they're too big because they're at the core have a body image issue right right talk to me a little bit about that within your specialty how would that resonate with the spiritual body 
Good question. So what I like to do is release the baggage again. So I use it at the brain soul level. And so what we do is we say the positive thing you want to accomplish would be feeling healthy and content in my body. Right. And then we would say who or what is pulling you away from that. And I find that the string has to do with shame that's ancestral that came from great great grandma. And we release the shame and the pain and the fear. And let's see if I can come up with another word. I'm actually testing in the field here. Powerless. Mm. So if shame, pain, fear, powerless goes back 10 generations. And when I think about women, it's so powerful when you do this in a group with women in the room. Oh, my gosh. Or men, too. But, you know, when you do it as a group, too, because we have to release those old patterns. And when you release that pattern of that ancestral program that doesn't really belong to you, it was great, great grandma's and it got passed down and now you're playing it out. We're playing out that shame in the same way I played out fear. So my great, great grandparents were in concentration camps. So fear, betrayal, all that stuff. I totally went there when I crashed with my illness didn't know that I was there and needed to clear it. And now years later, I mean, I'm different. I cleared that energy and now I'm helping other people clear that energy so that they can feel good and content in their bodies. Whether you're a size eight or whether you're a size, you know, 20, it doesn't matter. Yes, because confidence that we also seek is, I like to say, in our head. But if I was to like be like totally open, I would say it's in your spiritual body. Like the confidence we so deeply seek is within the deepest layer in our spiritual body. And that's because we're not going there. We're constantly being thinking it's our physical body, yet we can be confident at any weight because if we're connected spiritually, mentally and emotionally, we'll be confident. Exactly. It's releasing self-sabotage. It's the love of self. So you said something that some people are probably like, what the heck is she talking about? Ancestral programming. Yes. What you're saying is that, again, in that subtle field, in that energy field that we can't touch, Mm -hmm. the baggage that is not released from the prior generation gets passed down? Yes. Yes. So see, we're and we are energetic beings and we're connected. And so, you know, we are part of our our past generations, if you will, you know, and so that energy gets passed down. So think about the person again, who's let me just maybe take my grandma. So my grandma lived during depression years. So, you know, they didn't have any food, you know, and so they were very afraid that they were going to starve, you know, and so that's the generation that took potato soup and they had stretched it out for a week. So, you know, when we clean grandma's house out, when she passed, she's got all the canned goods from I don't know how many years ago that were spoiled, but they're all there in the cabinet. Okay, so that security safety issue, if you will. So that security safety issue that gets passed down too. you know, that issue with feeling secure, feeling safe. And so, you know, we have to clear that energy so that you can be free. You can be your truth. You can feel secure and have that faith. So part of it is clearing the baggage, and then part of it is putting in the new program. So I just want to say to people, like, this is profound. This is profound specifically in the context of what we're trying to heal in this community, 
So if it's your first time being exposed to this type of conversation, I would highly recommend you replay the whole thing a second and a third time till you get it. Um, and if you're already aware and you've not yet started to work on this, highly recommend that you start and we'll talk about how to begin a process with you like where do we go from here Mm -hmm. but if you're really seeking to be at peace with food in your body you're gonna have to go there there's just no choice yes absolutely because we're whole beings you know you can play with your mindset and work on you know, changing your cabinets and your refrigerator and throwing out all the junk food and doing whatever you need to do there. Yes, you can do that. It's important. It's a piece of it. It's the physical body piece. But if you don't realign with spirit and you're going to be in that constant cycle of yo-yoing all the time, it's these finer patterns, this stuff that got stuck, that shame, that guilt, that whatever that got stuck that we need to release so that you can be whole again and you can be you and, and love yourself and Feel good in your body. And make your choices of food from an intuitive part, which, by the way, your intuition reside within your spiritual body. Am I correct? Oh, absolutely. Good point. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. Yes. So Mm -hmm. we teach intuitive eating in all our program. So part of the challenge is you're struggling with intuitive eating is that probably that connection that's not fully there. Like you're you're hooked into the plug, but not fully. (laughs) Right. And, you know, there's tips you can do to, to, to test yourself, too. Can for, we? For those can you foods. go through yeah. that? Yeah. You know, so, you know, I teach muscle testing or kinesiology. Some of you may have heard the name of that before. Basically, it's using the, the, a muscle in your body to test and see what's going to resonate with you, what's best for you. And a very simple way to do it would be to take, let's just take, um, I don't know, let's say you want to eat some popcorn. And you hold the popcorn on your chest and you stand tall, and your body will act almost like it's a human pendulum. If the popcorn is good for you in that moment, your body will move forward. If it's bad for you, you'll move backwards. So, you know, so your body will tell you if it's right for you or not. So that's one way of seeing a physical demonstration if you will of tapping into your intuition that's pretty try it for those who've never done that i I remember doing that in nutrition school i studied holistic nutrition so that was part of it Mm -hmm. and it's pretty powerful when you do it for the first time that's literally your spirit talking to you it's your intuition talking to you Mm -hmm. yep and your body will know so you'll know if it's right for you or not you know, so you can totally, you can put that, you know, whatever your, you know, whatever food, let's say it's a sweet potato, whatever it is. And, you know, you'll know if it's the right thing. And after a while, I think you just learn to listen and you feel it. You don't have to do that anymore. You're just going to look at it and go, that looks good. I want that right now. And, 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 you know, if it's a healthy food, it's good for me. That is what you just described here the practice of fully expressed intuitive eating Mm -hmm. is being connected with those cues through practice to the point where you just know when it's good without having to do the whole breathing in our case, or you're balancing in your case, you just have that knowing that's intuitively eating your body needs this. 
Yes, yes. And so if you're, and we'll crave, you know, kids will do this. Watch kids. If you've raised kids, they will crave certain things at certain times and mothers will get kind of upset going, how come they're eating this every day? You know, well, maybe they need that fat every day. Maybe they want that yogurt every day right now. And then three weeks later, they don't want it anymore. They're probably listening better than we are. I can tell you they are listening. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why we should never tell kids to finish their plate because there is days they're going to eat more than others. Like the most beautiful segment of the population that eats intuitively is children below the age of seven or eight when they haven't been yet affected by society standards and they're fully into their body. They'll eat like three times the volume one day and almost nothing the next day. Yeah, yes, yes. And so they're listening. And so, you know, it's just, it really is about that intuitive listening. And, and what a great, great skill and great gift to practice, to just to practice. Yes. So yes. I, I want to make sure we have enough time before we run out of time. So obviously, there's a number of people listening right now that have had what I call haha moment, right? Moment of wisdom, really your intuition telling you, you got to listen. What should they do next to begin this journey? You know, there's a real simple five-minute exercise that I have on my website. It's called Mind Gems. And it's 12 little exercises that balance your energy field brain. And even my clients will say to me, you know, I, I did my Mind Gems today and it took my headache away. When you're realigned, you know, your brain will work better, but it, it, it's brain soul in a sense. Your whole body becomes more aligned. And so one of them is just putting your hand on top of your head and you hold it for 12 seconds. And that brings you into present time. Mm-hmm. And then you switch. So most of them are done like two ways. You switch hands and they're all held for 12 seconds. And so it's so simple and it's such a, a good first step for people to get balanced. And especially if you're not a meditator and you're looking at something you wanna do and it's physical because you can touch, it's just a great practice. So I have thousands of people doing doing the mind jumps. Good first step. Awesome. And it's louisewartzwalter.com. So it's just on my website, that first page, you'll see it kind of in the middle. Just click on that and download mind jumps for yourself. Cool, yes. we're also gonna put that in the show notes. For everyone listening right now, if they go to stephaniedoze.com slash 178, there will be the link to your website and the direct link also to this magnificent exercise that I think goes so well with our exercise. It's called the Crave Cure Formula. So the two combined together would be super powerful. Oh, awesome. Awesome. What else could they do to begin their journey? There was something about a workshop you did live, I think. Oh, I can't wait to do this workshop. So it's like having 10 sessions with me. It's a live event. It's here in Albuquerque. It's the Brain Soul Success Boot Camp. It's March 29th through the 31st here in Albuquerque. And you will be exposed to and learn the introduction pieces of that system, of my brain system. So you will have tools that you leave with that you now can use to clear your own energy field so that you can stay more grounded, make good choices, tap into your intuition. So people leave differently. We do before and after pictures because it's so profound. It's so amazing. So I invite you all to join me and begin this journey of really healing yourself on a deeper level 
So looking at that brain soul connection is what we're going to do. Awesome. So we'll pull the link into the show notes for that. Cool. If that's something that you're ready for. And you also have a webinar that people can take. Am I correct? That's free? Yeah, you know, what? we just did it. So the replay's up. So the replay is up. It's the five secrets to a beautiful, amazing you. And so it is those secrets that help and they, they coincide with the brain system. So it's the secrets about how you can balance your physical body. But I also do some meditation right in that webinar, right in that masterclass. And so you will receive a frequency session right in the class. And so that's just a freebie. And it's also on my website, louiseworswalter.com. I'll give you the link. So check that out. That's a really good way to see more about who I am, what I represent. And, you know, if we resonate, if there's a match there or not, and what you want to take is your next step. Awesome. So these, I think, are awesome resources for people who this is their first introduction to the spiritual body. So go get your freebie, your gem exercise, your replay webinar. And for the people that are then ready to take the next step, the live event is a must. I have not been to Louise, I'm going to declare it. This is on my list for 2019 to go to. But I have to say that my spiritual healing came from attending just live events. Mm -hmm. And I have attended in my healing process for about four years, almost three to four a year to really get to the place where I am today. So be a great place for people that are ready to start with you to attend one of your events. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So it's an event for you too that you gain that. Great. Yep. It's actually a retreat that I did in, I think, 2012. I pulled out the old pictures of an event. I went to a retreat, and that's when the awareness of spiritual body and the connection to it began. Oh, that's very cool. That's very cool. Yeah, I love touching people and being next to people. I mean, this is great because yes. we can, you know, connect this way, you know, with audio with people and get to know everybody. And oh my goodness, that's awesome. But to really get to know people when they're in a live event room like that. Yes. Oh, that's rich. It's just good. Yeah. And one of your events is on my list for 2019. So you'll see me. Yeah, good. Awesome. I can't wait. Yay. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for having been with us, Dr. Louise. You were phenomenal at explaining people what it is and do a great introduction and provide a whole bunch of solutions. So really appreciated your presence here today. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you, Stephanie, for having me. I love the work that you're doing in the world and how many people you're touching with helping them understand these food issues that have been there forever, right? And giving them those those nuggets now about the answers that they finally are seeking to help them, but help them in a bigger way. That's what I love about your work. You're helping them not just with that. It goes way beyond. It's beyond the food. Yeah. Yeah, beyond the food. Yes. (laughs) It goes way beyond. (laughs) Well, thank you very much, Louise. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you, Stephanie. There you have it, ladies. So what do you think? I'm really curious for those of you who weren't connected with their spirituality before how you feel now. So I would love to hear from you on social media and Are you ready to take that step further and connect with your higher self so that you can make peace with food in your body and tap into this innate wisdom that we have as human that's within your spiritual body? So hope that helps you. 
If you think this episode could help someone in your life, reminder that this is a grassroots movement. If you can share with someone else special in your life and show them how they can go beyond the food and be at peace with their body and food right now, I would really appreciate your support. We're going to continue this series in the next episode, show 180, 179, sorry, with Dr. Michelle San, and we're going to dive into the physical body, like the actual structure, the skin, the bone, the organ, specifically around perimenopause, right? So that late 30s, beginning 40s, early 50 period of your life, how can you interact with your physical body and help make peace with food in your body? I love you and I look forward to hang out with you in the next episode. Do you wish your relationship to food and perhaps your body was easier? Do you wish you could make peace with food and your body? Most women will describe the state of being as having food freedom. And likely you've tried potentially everything to get there. And you are certain that something is seriously wrong with you. Maybe you're thinking that more restriction has to be the solution. I get it. And trust me, I've been there too for almost 27 years. You see, what most struggling women never ever realize is that how you engage with food and your body has little to do with food itself. Sadly, most women rely on outdated strategy like restriction and willpower and discipline as their solution. Things like the black and white mindset, the diet pills, the cheat day to control their urges. But you and I know that has nothing to do with food freedom. So that's why I want to share with you the assessment that I use in my clinic with my one-on-one client to identify what is holding them back from food freedom. And quite frankly, it's different from anything you've done before. I've created the Food Freedom Score, this assessment tool to give you an idea of where you should be focusing on. During this quiz, I'm going to take you through 10 simple yes or no questions that will allow you to assess the sticky point with your relationship with food and your body. Plus, I'll coach you at the end on specific steps you need to take to move forward to get your food freedom. So if you're ready to step into a new version of yourself and create a new relationship with food in your body, head over to stephaniedoze.com slash quiz, and I'll see you on the other side.